We are joined on another week of the Duval Mission Podcast, as always, with the leader of the Dolphins, John Galloway. Coach, it's a uh, three games in six days. It's over. You got through um, what you could argue logistically, probably the toughest part of your guys' schedule. It's uh, got to be a good feeling to know you got through that gauntlet, if you will, at 3-0 uh, unblemished. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was obviously a really unique week. Proud of the maturity of the guys, and we're going to be tested that way again this weekend. So to have to play two games in two days in Colorado against two high-quality opponents, uh, I don't know if it'll be uh, any easier for us, but you know, it's a, it's a cool test for us and our, and our older guys to see how we can handle ourselves, especially leading up. I think that's been the message leading up is how professional, mature can we be on our travels to make sure that not only are we mentally prepared for the first game but we're physically prepared for two games because that's what it's going to take a, a quick turnaround and a high level of resiliency to play two games out there yeah recapping this last saturday it was finally the home opener you're back at rock stadium you know we our guests uh later in the show nathan cap said you know it was a good feeling to be back and have a routine and i'm sure as a coach it was probably the same way you know you sleep in your bed the night before you're coming mm -hmm. to your facility your field everything looked like that yeah you know it's weird you practice there every day but we didn't have a chance to play there for a long time so it was it was nice to be able to have some success i think it was a really sloppy game i think we were uh definitely showing some some signs of fatigue at the end and we had to try to challenge the guys yesterday and i thought we had a great response for our monday practice but uh, a lot for us to fix a lot for us to get better at and you know, a, a, a staunch reminder that you know, you're not done on February 19th in terms of your finished product. And uh, that's our mentality going into this week is how can we be as disciplined as possible to, to make the improvements that we need as, as a program moving forward into March? Yeah, that, that Marquette game, you know, it was kind of tight early in the first half. In the third quarter, you guys made a little bit of a run. You know, what was it that you guys were able to either see from the first half and kind of was the message at halftime coming out, you know, that you guys were kind of able to break away there? I think we just needed to stop pressing. I think we were making some, some untimely errors. We were making some decisions that maybe we weren't throughout the week of just trying to make the great play versus the easy play. Uh, I think that was a result of our 20 turnovers in the game as we tried to do some things outside of our comfort zone. Um, defensively, we were able to hold on though. I thought, you know, after the first quarter, we settled down a little bit and um, allowed our guys to get stops when we needed to. And I thought both goalies played well and uh, Nathan did a great job at the action and, and we had some really big spark plays whether it was Tucker Garrity's two goals or Nathan Capp's goal or uh, Jack Heed's assist to Max Waldbaum those are those aren't how you you know you script your six on six offense but they allow you to be able to win a four goal game like that against a really high level team and, and that defense I thought was fantastic at Marquette. Yeah the thing we were able to see Saturday you saw it last Tuesday against Mercer you saw it again Saturday was just the depth and the production at every position all over the field um, you know it's got to be a great asset you know you've talked about it all along but to be able to really see it the last couple games is it's been great to see yeah we knew we needed it going into that week we knew you couldn't play just a, a small group of guys for three games in six days it just wasn't going to happen and, and i thought the guys responded well not only the the guys that came in and helped but the guys that often play a lot of minutes like jack dolan and jeremy winston being patient enough to know hey it's okay for me to be on the sidelines right now and we trust guys like brendan mckenna who had a huge goal and reed smith who had a huge assist and ryan della rocco who comes in at halftime it's not like Luke was playing bad we just felt like uh, Ryan was going to be able to give us a different look he's a lefty uh, he, he's a little bit different of a presence in the net and we felt like that was a little bit of a spark as well so uh, yeah we have we have guys waiting in the wings uh, that have the opportunity to come in and make an impact on game day looking ahead to this weekend you make your your west coast road trip if you will you play Denver uh, Saturday Air Force Sunday you know just kind of speak first we'll start with Denver you know I think they're 15th in the country now 
a great program they've always had out there just kind of speak about Denver? Yeah, well, it's another top 20 game. It's at their place, which is a special place to play. They do a great job in terms of attendance and atmosphere. Um, they are, in a lot of ways, what I wanted this program to be. You know, when I first got here, I used Denver as a blueprint for how I think Jacksonville can be a national contender. It's a, a small private school and a non-geographically uh, dense area for lacrosse, and, and they won the national championship a year prior to me getting here, and I felt like it was kind of a blueprint of if we can recruit as diverse as they have and, and across the country, and if we can bring in kids from the Northeast and the West and the Southwest, can we build a roster where you're nationally competitive? And that's what Denver has proven that they can do, and now it's our job to prove that we can be a part of that as well. And then looking ahead to Sunday, a familiar opponent, you play Air Force, they're kind of in the same situation as you. They're going to play Saturday, a quick turnaround to Sunday. You know, it's uh, another familiar you know, opponent, if you will, that you've played the last several years? Yeah, it's, I think it's more about, you know, again, our resiliency on Saturday night. You know, how do we bounce back from whatever happens Saturday at 12 o'clock, win or lose? Um, that there's, there's challenges to both of those. So how we can get back to the hotel and, and, and kind of link our, lick our wounds a little bit and watch the film and, and reinvest in the new scouting report and then be able to just turn the page. So it is a familiar opponent. We've played there before, which I think is important. It's a unique stadium. Um, yeah, I think it's one of those ones where we're going to, it's going to test the mental fortitude to this group and the coaches and uh, that's why we scheduled it though we did we, we knew you know three months ago that we were going to play two games in two days and it's no surprise to anybody we just got to show up and be able to perform and like I said be really disciplined in our approach yeah and our guest later Nathan Cap kind of spoke on it you had the quick turnaround from Duke to Mercer this one's short you know it's realistically less than 24 hours before you step on the field and you know, he kind of said Denver's first, but, you know, once Denver's over, we got to flip it fast to get to uh, Air Force on Sunday. Yeah, you know, the coaches will prepare for both, but Denver is the only focus for our guys. And I think the cool part for them is they, they're going to be able to get off the field, win or loss on Saturday afternoon, and they're going to have a chance to play again. They're either going to have a chance to prove that it wasn't a fluke and that we're, we belong out there, or they're going to have a chance to prove themselves if things don't go well on Saturday. But either way, there's going to be a chance to prove something Sunday afternoon. And um, the opponent's the opponent. we got to be we got to be focused on us. Anytime you play two games in two days it's not going to be scheming your way into a victory it's going to be going out there and being fundamentally sound being incredibly disciplined and, and playing with a level of pace that fits our system that we've been training for since August and I know it's early in the year but kind of looking off the field right now you know some some polls came out yesterday your 10th in USA lacrosse your 13th and inside lacrosse US ILA your 19th it's got to be great to, to see the, the success of the guys on the field being recognized this early in the year. I know people have different opinions about polls, but again, it's it's great to get that recognition from kind of the outsiders looking in. Yeah, I think you know we used it as as motivation, motivation to be addicted to that. You know, it, it's it's no secret that the guys post on Instagram and it's all over social media, and that's just that's the way of the world. You know, for us to be naive and say, oh, don't pay attention to it, that's not going to happen. You have to become addicted to it, number one, and then you also have to be a little bit frustrated and angry and, and excited to prove that you, you're supposed to be there. You know, I told the guys, it's kind of, um, people didn't want to vote for it. If you really look at kind of the orders, they don't want to vote for you, and, and that's going to be something for us to have to prove on a weekly basis that we belong there. So uh, it's an exciting chance for us. As I said before, you know, things like that, they are, they are significant. I don't want to downplay it for the program. For this team, they're not. For this team, the focus is Denver. But for the program, yeah, it's significant. For our alumni, it's important. For all the people that allowed us to, to build this and, and get to where we are right now, it's a big deal because it is a sign that their support mattered and, and it resulted in something. But for the guys in that locker room, the focus right now is uh, a Denver team that might be one of the most skilled offenses we see um, that, you know, playing at their house. And you know, we have plenty of challenges we got to worry about other than, you know, what other people think of us.
Before we get to today's guest, Nathan Cap, coach, is there anything else you want to add? You know, it was a great crowd we had here Saturday for, for Youth Lacrosse Day. It was great to see some youngsters out, you know, taking in, as you said last week, the only Division One game in Florida. Yeah, it was the only Division One program in the state of Florida in February. And then the next one is going to be, you know, the, the Jacksonville Lacrosse Classic on March 6th at 6 p.m. under the lights. There's no games competing with it. It's on national TV. Um, you know, I, I think we have been set up with success on our home schedule that it's small. It's not overwhelming for families to think about coming, but it's it, they're all meaningful. And the next one, obviously, at home is going to be Utah. And what a cool atmosphere to come watch a lacrosse game. It's like Friday Night Lights on a Sunday in the spring. It's going to be a beautiful night out. I mean, uh, you know, who could ask for more than that? And uh, I thought the attendance on Saturday is a great indicator for people having starting to have even a more greater level of interest in watching Division One lacrosse in the state. Yeah, you know, we're looking forward to that Utah game. It's a week and a half. We got to get to Denver on Saturday. Mm -hmm. uh, that's going to do it for Coach Galloway's portion. Next up on the Duval Mission Podcast, we go to redshirt sophomore Nathan Tapp. We are now joined on the Duval Mission podcast by redshirt sophomore number 13, Nathan Catmeat. How's uh, everything going on this uh, sunny Tuesday afternoon here in Jacksonville? It's, it's going good. Um, definitely better than the uh, weather I'd be having back home right now. Um, below freezing there, so definitely a blessing to be down here instead of up, up in Wisconsin. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure it's uh, not ideal right there in the middle of February compared to it is here. But uh, busy week this past week for you guys. You uh, you had three games in six days. It was what you could argue is maybe the toughest stretch of your guys' season just from a logistical standpoint and recovery and everything like that. You know, as a player and, you know, a leader of this team, you know, kind of what was the the mindset going into starting with the Duke game and knowing, you know, you're going to have, you know, that that tough stretch, you know, the last week that you guys went through? Um, the big thing uh, for me and what I was preaching is just taking things day by day. Um, you, can't, you can't get focused on the game that's a few days away when you have a game right in front of you the next day. Um, so really, instead of just worrying about, oh, am I going to be ready for this game, just focusing on the game, the task at hand, and just getting things done, doing what you have to do for that game, and then when that game's over, just moving on right away. Win or loss, you have to refresh the mind and just remember that you have another game to play and it's time to uh, prepare. Yeah, for sure. And that was kind of something that Galloway preached after that emotional Duke win, to say the least. You know, mm -hmm. the first win in program history over a top three opponent. You know, from a player's perspective, you know, kind of what were some of the emotions that you guys had in the locker room uh, after that win, you know, in Durham, which feels like forever ago, but mm -hmm. it was really only, you know, just over a week ago. Uh, it was, it was an amazing feeling. Um, I do know, I mean, uh, for our fifth years that came back here, Jack Dolan, Colin Hinton, um, Dixon Smith, all of them, like we all wanted this win for them. Jeremy Winston as well. Um, so the team, the team wanted this win. And you could tell from my previous two years here, the first year with uh, it being cut short, we still got that Duke game in. Um, we just, we just wanted it badly. And the fact that we were able to come out, we were able to show that we belong there. This isn't this. That wasn't our Super Bowl. That was our. That was what we want to be our average schedule. That our, our games to be like because we can hang with those top five teams now. Um, we have the skill. We have the mindset. We have the work. We work hard. And when we got that win, I mean, it was very emotional for me, especially um, growing up as a kid, middle school when I was getting into lacrosse. Duke was my dream school. Um, that was the school I always wanted to go to. I had all the Duke sweatshirts, watched all the Duke games, um, but they never even batted an eye towards me. 
Um, during the recruitment process, they never responded to me, never gave me any love. Um, and then here we are now, Coach Galloway took me on his team and we were able to bring it to him and kind of prove myself to them that like, you, you should have grabbed me, but I'm here now. Yeah, I'm sure our, several guys on this team kind of have that similar process, you know, not just with, you know, a specific team like Duke, for example, you know, the chip on their shoulder kind of mentality that you guys wear. Um, and, you know, looking ahead to the rest of that week, you know, you play Mercer on Tuesday, you play Marquette this past Saturday, um, both, you know, pretty convincing victories. Um, and you guys were very well balanced, you know, as a player, you know, it's got to be a great feeling to know that you've got so many different options, so many different guys that can produce at so many different positions on the field. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this team, this team has a lot of depth, and I'm sure Coach Galloway has touched on that in the past. Um, but we have obviously some fifth-year transfers here that, I mean, they have really taken the role of a leader and just putting the ball in the net. You have Max Walbaum, who's just been absolutely dominant this year. Um, Reed Smith, who's who's transferred here from playing at the club level, and now he's been he's been a leader. He's been a captain. He's been helping a lot of the freshmen out, mentoring people. And then we have freshmen who are stepping up. Uh, we have Gordon, who's been absolutely working his butt off and getting better each day, and has shown that he's he's useful on the field during game game day. We can rely on him. Um, we have Ji. Uh, Jackson, number 12, who's been dominating at the attack side of things, um, and these are just these are just freshmen. They have at least four more or three more years here, and they are they are going to keep this team in the right direction, I believe. And it's awesome to have them. Yeah, and this past Saturday, you finally get to come back to Rock Stadium and play a game. You know, you had your first three. I know the the Mercer game was neutral site, but that's essentially a road game. <laughs> It's got to be a good feeling to know, you know, you're back in your, your typical routine. You're sleeping in your own bed, own bed at night. You're going into your own facility. It's got to be a good feeling as a player to know you're back where you feel comfortable at. Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing like a home game. Um, I mean, yeah, the away games, they're part of it. Travel is a part of it. It's probably my least favorite part of it, but I mean, it comes with the, uh, comes with the job. Um, and just hotel food, I mean, you have, to, you have to eat it, get ready for the game, but just being able to sleep in your own bed the night before a game, wake up on your own time, get the breakfast in that you eat every morning and just kind of stick to that routine for a home game, has, it's, it feels good. Uh, there's nothing like a home game. And looking ahead to this weekend, I hate to break it to you, unfortunately you have to travel and eat the hotel food that you despise, but yep. you're going to go play you know, two quality teams this weekend, first with Denver and then Air Force on Sunday. Um, just kind of preview the weekend, you know, I know it's it's uh, going to be a tough travel, you know, having to change, you know, time zones and altitude and everything like that. You know, just kind of speak to the two matchups this weekend. Um, so, I mean, right now, the only, only thing I have in my mind is Denver. Um, Denver's the first game. It's going to be a very, very quick turnaround, not even 24 hours in the Air Force. Um, but, I mean, you can't control the altitude. I mean, we're going to be there. We're going to be in the mountains. We got to travel. Like I said, it's part of the job. So instead of worrying and stressing about it, I'm just taking it as it is, um, working as hard as I can here to prepare for that. And when the task comes, I'll be ready, I'll be prepared, and I have to do everything in my power to, to be prepared. And looking to Air Force, not to get past Denver, but it's going to be a quick turnaround. It's essentially less than 24 hours before you step back on the field. You know, kind of what's going to be your, your mindset or, you know, has Coach talked anything this week about, 
you know, how fast you're going to have to flip the page to play Air Force Sunday afternoon. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's the next day. So I really think, like I said, we want to focus on Denver because that's, that's the big game. That's the first game. But we, we have to come in knowing that we have to be prepared for that quick turnaround. Um, so for me personally, it's, I'm going to be watching a little film on Air Force, making sure that I'm prepared for that guy coming into the game on Sunday. But at the same time, just spending my emphasis and just mentally getting prepared for Denver and just knowing that subconsciously I'm preparing for Air Force as well. So when I finally have to flip that switch after that Denver game, I'm ready to go. And again, just working all the way up until that point so I can fall back on my training and I don't have to worry about, oh, am I ready or not? That's great stuff. Before we wrap up here on a little lighter note, Give the, uh, the listeners one thing about Nathan Cap that they don't know, whether it's a hobby, um, your background, anything that you want them to know that you know, they might not know just from looking at you on the lacrosse field. Uh, I'd say the biggest thing that comes to mind, and I think most of the team would agree with this, I'm a, I'm a big weightlifter. Um, I power lift. It's kind of like my, uh, my off-season sport. I know Coach Galloway loves us in the weight room, um, and I love the weight room. So finally, whenever I get um, out of season, I'm always lifting as much as I can. I uh, want to have the strongest squat, bench, and deadlift on this team for as long as I'm here. So far, I've been able to do it, and that's, that's the plan to keep it that way. Yeah, that's great stuff. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Duval Mission Podcast. As always, like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And next week, we will preview the Jacksonville Lacrosse Classic against Utah. We will recap this past weekend. We uh, hope to see you next week on the Duval Mission Podcast. Yeah.